0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Whole podcast. Today, I am here with my friend, Jen Fieldman, and Jen is going to tell us all about how it's been to be a therapist in a pandemic. She's going to talk to us about boundaries, and she's just also going to give us some insight as far as what things look like for people maybe in the last few years and how that has changed. Right, Jen? That's what you're here to do? (laughs) <laughs> you're for all of it, yeah. So, um, Jen, I know that I kind of said in the intro just your therapist, but that's such a broad term. So, I'd love for you to give us a little bit of background in terms of what it is that you're actually doing now. Kind of what brought you to that space, and let's just open up the conversation there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. First of all, hi. I'm so happy to be here. Um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I. Um, Gosh, how how did I even get here? I am from Illinois, grew up on a farm uh, in the middle of uh, central Illinois, uh, and um, actually studied theater uh, in undergrad. And uh, that ultimately, um, you know, after doing some theater in New Jersey and New York, um, I moved back to Illinois to work for my undergrad. Uh, as an admission counselor, and that's how I really kind of got to know that I was more interested in uh, getting to know the kids and their life than uh, selling things like <laughs> to the college. I'm really sorry to my undergrad. Great thing to study, uh, but the kids there were like, or young adults there were like. Jen, you really, this is what you should be doing. And, you know, really speaks to your soul when that happens. And my whole, mm, I would say theme of my life is that we are continuing to learn, continuing to learn all the time. Even after this very conversation, you and I are going to learn a little bit more about ourselves, right? And and, and we're going to be inspired to do something else or more or whatever. And that's what I just love, 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 love about People and education and life, right? Is that we just are continuing to be inspired. So anyway, I um, worked in Chicago for a bit and then moved. To, uh, and then I was a guidance counselor. Uh, that's oh. how I started. So I was a high school guidance counselor at a private school in Chicago, and then um, and then at some schools here in Austin. All the while having a private practice after school hours, um, and. I was just really noticing that it. the only reason I really enjoyed being a guidance counselor, again, was because I got to work with families and I got to really know the parents and, you know, them as couples and the kids and their, you know, development, it was far less about um, did you get your chemistry, you know? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh Right, so, so, so I just, you know, I went full-time, full tilt boogie as my uh, director uh, at one of my high schools would say um, into private practice. I moved then to Asheville, North Carolina, uh, where I was a wilderness therapist, and then my private okay. practice exploded from there, um, which was fantastic. Working with um, addiction and um, and couples work, and you know that's where I really got my first taste in in working with other private practice therapists, and so getting inspired by them and noticing. Mm, wow yeah maybe i'm venturing into this kind of a journey right more into couples so really touching like into lots of different areas as well as growing in my own life right as a person who um has been in and out of relationship um has lots of friends all over you know the world really uh, which is so great and um and just noticing my own changes and what i needed in order to support myself right
0: i love that i love that so much just as you're you're just telling the story of how you really embody everything you said in your intro you know that you want this lifelong learning experience and that's really what you're doing because you're continuing to learn not only as you said about yourself but about what is this career path that's going to fuel you and really put you in your purpose and keep you in that space? And it's so interesting to me too. Like, I honestly, when you said that you had theater background, I was like, you know, that's probably actually really good training because then you could like manage your face when people are telling you stuff, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I never even thought about that before to be honest. Yes, but yes, completely. <laughs> Yes, exactly.
0: my face gets me in trouble a lot. I'm very non-verbally expressive. And sometimes I don't realize the faces I have. And I've joked that I like want Botox for that reason. So it's frozen. Um, okay. So as you're kind of figuring this all out for yourself and really understanding, yeah, who you like to work with in clients and kind of going through some yeah. things, I mean, that's really still part of your process too. That wasn't just something you did in your early career. You're still continually doing that. And that's why I love, even when I see anything you write on Instagram or facebook how you assign it ever healing because i think that that is such a beautiful statement too it's ever healing ever learning and just this idea that there is possibilities for expansion and growth not because we're terrible and we need to be better but just because we get to open up these continually new spaces for ourselves it's so beautiful to me
1: that's it that's exactly (laughs) right that's the whole thing and and you know while i was in asheville um I became a minister as well. So I went to school um, to become a minister. And so I can marry people. So I do premarital counseling, marry people, help people through their relationship, perhaps getting a divorce and helping them through that. So it's the the whole cycle, right, of just what what it's like to just be on the planet and support people the whole time because it's all okay you know we just have so much shame uh that's brought in about our journeys like am i doing it right or wrong and you know all along it's just about what's the reflection that you have and Mm -hmm. and how can i support you in that you know Yeah. Well,
0: and that's, I mean, I think to you, you're just so um, welcoming and open. I can see where people start to just feel very comfortable with you, you know, right off the bat. And so what was that like, even, you know, you have this private practice and I know then, you know, you moved from North Carolina, you were in Seattle and then now you're back in Austin. So Mm -hmm. just even kind of building, you know, I'd love for you to tell people what that's like, you know, building this business and having that transition across different spaces and now over Zoom, you know, what's that really been like for you as a, as a business owner, and then also for your clients in that space.
1: Yeah. So, so um, as I said, I had private practice uh, just from the beginning. So, so from 2005 uh, is when my private practice started, and then you know I was guidance counselor, and then I moved from Chicago to Austin, and then Austin to Asheville, North Carolina, and then uh, to Seattle, Washington, and now back to Austin, Texas. Um, so I was actually seeing people on Zoom before the pandemic, before uh, people were doing Zoom therapy um, more, um, because um, when I decided to move to, so building my, okay, building my practice in Asheville Mm -hmm. was just so wonderful and, you know, just so loving and wonderful and really understanding what it's like to be a business owner, as well as just 100% being there to support my people and myself and my fellow therapists. Um, and it's that relationship, right? So, so regardless of, now there's nothing to me, there's, being in the office with somebody is, so special. It's an energetic exchange. If someone wants a hug, you know, if there's a hug that's offered, um, and it's such a beautiful way to begin or end a sesh, you know, if, 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 if that's what, what the client uh, is, is, you know, wanting, and, and it's so wonderful, and so there's nothing that replaces that for me, but because it's it's a, a beautiful relationship, mm-hmm. uh, even so, I I kept those people uh, from Asheville. Um, I think I only lost two or three because they just didn't know what this thing called Zoom therapy was. You know, it was yeah. too scary or strange or whatever at the beginning. Yeah. So I I was seeing people, and I, and I my practice kind of stayed full, right? So from from Asheville to Seattle. Um, I could see people because I'm licensed in both at the time I was licensed in both North Carolina and Washington. And the dynamics really, as much as it's lovely to be in the office, again, nothing replaces it for me. There's something about just being with a person and holding space for them, regardless of where they are. Uh-huh. This can be done over the telephone, you know, whatever, as long as you're actually listening and tuning in. Mm-hmm. And that's really what I, I hope to teach people anyway on my, you know, the, the posts that I put out there. It's, it's, it, you know, it's about being present for each other. Yeah. And this is how we're going to be ever healing is to be ever present for each other. Um, you know, you know, when someone's not listening. Yeah, and and that's the the beauty of therapy is is man, I just listen wholly, and I get to experience these journeys and these stories and and you know trauma and healing. Wow, what a gift to my whole life and um and so that can even happen even while we're doing this right now. I, know, I, totally I love it, you know, and we're looking at each other over I Zoom. I love it and I just I, I I just love
0: your energy and spirit and I think like that's why you are the perfect person to talk about why this, this can be such a wonderful space because you embody it so well just anyone who maybe is only listening and isn't watching this video on YouTube you know if you're watch if you go watch it you'll just see how she just shows up Jen is just showing up for this conversation digging in like i was sitting right next to her And that is important because I don't think, unfortunately, everybody has transitioned as well as you have into the online space. And Mm -hmm. so I really want to let people know that like, it is possible to keep finding somebody. The first, I actually had one um, therapist on Zoom, the very start of the pandemic. And I could tell they were like, looking at other windows, you know, I'm on zoom a lot. So I I knew what was up. I'm like, Oh, I see you. I know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, okay, you know what? This isn't for me. Right. But then now a few years later or whatever it is, I actually have my favorite therapist I've ever had. And we've only ever met on zoom. And we're actually even doing EMDR on zoom, which, you know, you know, and so it's, yep. mm-hmm. it's just so cool. And and it's what you said. I feel seen by her. I feel, I feel held by her. Like there's no question in my mind that she is a hundred percent right there in front of me. And I love that you say that that's what you encourage people to do, because I think that I hope that that is what the pandemic has shown people is that you can be present for people even if you can't be right next to them. It's so possible to even through a text or what have you to really show somebody like I see you as a person. And I I love that you just encourage that so much in relationships and as you're working with your clients and everything as well.
1: Yeah, and that's what, you know, therapy is it's that relationship. So, so while sh- short-term therapy is also super cool because there's lots of healing in any kind of therapy that you get. Um, and there's something special about the, um, continuation that somebody who really knows your story. And so that's a big reason why people in Asheville also wanted to stay with me while I was in Seattle. and now they want to stay with me while I'm in Austin and my people from Seattle are with me while I'm here in Austin is because it's it's that continued supportive, fully respectful, relationship where you're both learning and being held Um, but emdr you mentioned yeah trauma therapy was something i really was worried about uh doing over zoom because i um you know that's the that's where i really just want to be in the room with somebody to make sure that they're totally okay you know um but i have found that if i can pause it at a certain point um, then we can kind of do more reflection. So it's actually kind of a neater, deeper dive into how is this going for you? Um, yeah. Well, yeah. And what I've actually liked about it, and I noticed
0: this last week. So I was like, I should write about this. Was how then, even when I was on Zoom, so like even reflected in my background, like I had some flowers or I had a candle, like I set my own space up so well. <laughs> And that then afterward, after the EMDR, like giving me space, self-space to integrate that, like I was already then in the comfort of my own home. So like it actually, for me, when I'm working on things, I'm actually finding it to be a, a wonderful space then where I can just have that already there. I don't have to then leave the office, worry who's seeing me if I've been crying, which is always, you know, or whatever I process, I cry when I process it's fine. Um, it, and so just it, I've, I've really enjoyed it. And if you would have asked me that a year ago, I would have been like, what EMDR on zoom, how's that going to work? And I would have really kind of had not a bad attitude about it, but more skepticism for sure than I do now. I'm just like, it is, it's been the best thing for me really. In terms of my own healing journey,
1: and for anybody listening, EMDR is a trauma therapy, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So it's something you can Google, um, but it's a wonderful way to uh, to work through some um, beliefs systems that you've carried uh, through your life. So just so you know, uh, but no, thank you. Uh, no, I love. I'm um, thank
0: you because I do think too. Like more and more people are looking into different types of therapies and modalities and just exploring all the all of the different paths that you can even go to for different types of therapists or counselors and things like that um, which you yourself are continually exploring new paths, right? I mean, talk to yeah. us a little bit about the space that you're opening up for yourself as we, as you are ever learning.
1: <laughs> yeah, ever learning, ever healing. Yeah, I just started a sex therapy program with the University of Michigan. And I gratefully, I met with my, um, my supervisor yesterday. And I said to her, you know, her asked her, what is this thing called sex therapy? Like, why is it so different than what I'm doing? And she said, exactly. It's no different than what you're doing, but it just gives people the opening to talk to you more, knowing that you will be there to hold them, um, you know, and their story. Uh, they're either sexual trauma story or just sexual curiosity story, Um, whatever it is that they're coming into right now, um, because you're using the word sex before therapy. And I said, yeah, I I love that. I love that. And that's worth it to me because I, you know, I'm here for all of it. Um, So yeah, I'm super psyched to start this program and to um, really move into helping women and men um, and all, all gender, um, all people on the planet, um, in regards to where are they at in their, like, 40s to 50-somethings, because, boy, do we experience lots of changes right now, um, bodily, emotionally, um, sexually, all of it, so,
0: and well, I think it's interesting that you said that it is so much about the word then in the title, right? Because then that all of a sudden opens up that space for people of like, oh, okay, I can talk to her about this. Not like they absolutely couldn't talk to you about that. Any other space, totally they, could. you already have done all of that, right? But it is like that area then where, you know, there just are spaces where people, unless they have almost permission to go there, they kind of are hesitant sometimes to bring it up, or maybe they're worried about what perceptions could be there, what have you. So I love that you're just continually expanding the ways that people can kind of connect with you through even your trainings and things like that, because I do think it reaches people differently, you know, somehow, even though you, you're you already doing so much of that, right?
1: Yeah, especially in my trauma work. I worked uh, really directly with a sex therapist, someone who who marketed themselves as a sex therapist in in, um, uh, Seattle, and that person sent me just a whole bunch of um, trauma patients to work with in my office. So I've already been doing sex therapy, right? Uh, But it's, uh, yeah, it's... um, it's good work to do. But I wanted to say something, you you mentioned something earlier that really um, got me thinking about how important it is to have your space uh, when you're on Zoom. And so I just wanted to say, um, you were mentioning candles and or flowers or perhaps you were on a sitting on a pillow or whatever you were doing, yeah. right? Yeah. Having your Kleenex near you. Um, and that's something I go through uh before every um time I meet a new person, right? So let's make sure that you're in a confidential space, you know, and if somebody else is in the house, let's get you make sure you have a sound machine or maybe your iPhone, you know, or 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 phone can have a, a, a sound machine thing on it. So you can put that near the door or whatever, something where you can feel really safe uh, in your own home. Make sure that perhaps you want some water near you or some, you know your Kleenex or whatever, um, a real comfortable space. And I always say that to my clients over and over. I just want to make sure you are comfortable where you are because I can't control the setting, right? I can do that in my office, but I can't do that for someone in their home. And so just over and over, I keep saying that. So Anybody that's interested in Zoom counseling or coaching or anything yeah. of that nature, you know, be sure that that you, you know, you really are thoughtful about your space too when you are. are yeah, it sounds like, it sounds like a kind of a basic suggestion,
0: right? Like think about your space, but it really isn't. It's so right. big and it's something where, especially because so often we are on our computers or on Zoom or what have you, you know, you might just be hey, plop down here or, oh, I'm in my office or, oh, I'm just on the couch or what have you. And I was surprised. I really did. I, cause you are, you're looking kind of at your own background. So it wasn't only just feeling it like in the session, but it was the idea that I could see it. I was like, oh, okay. I'm right here surrounded by my own things. I could even see it in my window. And then um, last, a few weeks ago on my podcast, I had someone else on who said that whenever she goes on to like share her story or talks about different things, that's what she does in her office is make sure she has like her incense lit or her candle or what have you. Because then that's like that comforting scent to her. And I I think that we're we're good about doing that. And other times, you know, a lot of times, you know, people like know what soothes them or what comforts them. So instead, just creating that space from the beginning. So you feel held not only by the person who's on Zoom with you, but, you know, in your own space. And Mm -hmm. I
1: think that's wonderful. And what my clients don't get to see like they see this background where i have my birds that i brought with me from Asheville. we talked about that earlier um and i also notice i should probably paint my walls but anyway i just moved here <laughs> but i keep um this wonderful picture of a um, a donkey and the person on it backwards riding it backwards and it says everything is unfolding perfectly Which, you know, it is even in our messiest, right? It's all gonna come out. So I keep little sayings. I keep a picture of my grandparents, me and a little as a little kid, and my sister here. And I just look at every day, you know, little things that are just like calming to my soul that I'm looking at prayers and also of course good sense that i spray a little
0: <laughs> well it um, is so interesting too i um somebody i was on a zoom last week and their their kids they sent in the chat they're like my son likes your unicorn because i have this little unicorn <laughs> oh it's great it's so great. i think that that's even interesting too is just like the ways that it's changed you know our ability to kind of see different facets of people or to see different elements of people because yeah you said right away when we got on zoom i noticed your birds in the background and we talked about them Um, And so I think it is just a way to remind ourselves too that, you know, bringing little elements of our own personal self into stressful situations or places where maybe we need that comfort. There are so many ways we can do that too, right? Like just, you know, whatever that looks like for you or, or, or even if you can't have something physical, you know, is there a space you can go to in your mind or evoke something to just really bring you back to that sense of comfort and safety, you know, that's so big. I think those coping mechanisms and learning what works for you.
1: Well, and even that, right, when we do anything like Zoom in this way where we're able to have a portal into other people's lives, right, we get inspired by what other people have. Yeah. So oh yeah, I should probably add more greenery in my life, right? I need more plants or I love that, that color, yeah. that color is so soothing for me. I need that, you know? So um, I love how actually the placement of your unicorn uh, in front of your book being whole, which is great. Um, you, you can kind of see wings. It looks like wings, blue wings coming off of I your I love that. Because yeah.
0: I yeah, I love that. Okay, that's great. I'm keeping yeah. that for then. <laughs>
1: Okay, so over the last few
0: years with things shifting and more and more people being on Zoom and a lot of, you know, a lot of people in the mental health profession finding themselves needing some more space because of all of the overwhelm kind of that you've seen with more and more people needing services, you know, have you noticed a shift in the things that people are bringing about or wanting to talk about or the issues
1: or can you speak to any of that? Yeah, you know... Especially, you know, and we're speaking, I'm currently in this moment talking about myself, you know, two and a half years ago, or that's when the pandemic. I don't even know. know, I don't even know. I I still don't know. I still don't know. All in our homes. Um, And people were coming to me, right, or the therapists in the land, you know, with anxiety uh, and fear. And I had my own, right, that I was working through. So, I had to go extra, like the extra mile to like get myself grounded, to be able to hold space. And also to be able to honestly say, yeah, yeah, yeah it is scary, isn't it? Sure, sure is. Yeah. Well, let's think about different tools, right? So so anxiety is a, in the, it's really erupted. Probably anxiety, from, for, for my practice, anxiety more than depression. Mm-hmm. to be honest, um, and uh, just a great amount of fear. Um, also, relational issues, be it not just couples breaking up, because I I mean, yes, I, yes, couples have had some problems. Um, but it's also been a lot of loneliness for people who are, you know, single or uncoupled, At you know, and this sense of, you know, What's, what's it gonna look like in the future for me? And, and I don't like this, right? Or, or gosh, I like this whole bunch and what does that <laughs> say about me, right? So it, it's the whole spectrum of, of it. And um, so I've seen a lot of transitional, like relational uh, things in my office more than even before because people have taken this time as, some people have taken this time as reflection, right? To really get curious about themselves, like what what it does this mean you know, after you watch all binge all the Netflix shows, right? Right. <laughs> Get through all of that. Maybe you've reread a book or two. Maybe. Um, you know, you've you've cleaned all of your uh, you know, everything in your house, right? After you've done all of that, now it's time to take a look at ourselves. So um yeah, probably the most is relational, um, like who am I? And do I like this job that I'm in? And, and what do I do? Oh, that, that rings a bell, doesn't it? Sounds (laughs) familiar. Sounds, everything you're saying sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations, by the way, huge changes for you. And so happy for you. That feels like you're really stepping into who you are fully um, with your new path and coaching and, um, and being here for other people in that way. And I just delighted for you but it's exactly
0: what you're saying. You know, it's like, I had always kind of done my work and, and thought about these things, you know, I, this, it wasn't anything new, but it was kind of at a different level and a different layer. And maybe that's because there was a lot of uncertainty and fear and everything, you know, so you focus, or for me, then I was like, okay, I'm going to go in on the thing that I know, which is myself. (laughs) So I'm going to just keep there and I'm going to keep solid there. And it really was a transformative period for me. And, you know, just to really understand, okay, what do I want then going forward from this or where, where have I been maybe not stepping into things that I say I want because of fear or because of whatever else and just, you know, losing several friends for a variety of reasons, you know, some due to the pandemic, some due to other things, um, just I had a lot of loss in my life. And so really too that understanding, like, you know, life is so short. So I want to go and grow and do these other things. And I, I do, I think a lot of people really felt that. And so it's that shifting everywhere, right? Not just in, you know, you see those things, the great resignation. It's like, I think it should be called the great awakening instead, you know? It's like-
1: in Total agreement. And, you know, you've done over the years, you've done that good self work, right? And and we, we read about that in your book, Being Whole, but also like just really noticing like, Uh, that and so so how beautiful for you but so many of my newer clients had been like Jen you know during this time I thought to myself maybe it's time to really work on that thing yeah yeah right and so so I love that I'm like yes let's go for it let's do this for you so that you can live big live fully right and that's ever healing like let's let's, let's go for it for you
0: And I, I love that, that, you know, it was such a difficult space for so many people, but I love that it did for a lot of people because, you know, it might've just been, you know, their last thing, the one thing that they couldn't deal with anymore that then pushed them kind of into this. Okay, now I'm going to really change things or shift things for myself. And, and. I understand where that can come from. You know, you get to that breaking point where you're just like, okay, yep, then now I got to look at this thing. And that doesn't mean that's easy. You know, that doesn't mean that just because you get to a point where you're ready to look at something that then it's like, oh, okay, I was ready for it. So it went great. (laughs) You know, and so really even, you know, watching people in my lives and in my life and myself included, you know, really watching people work on themselves. Like you said, you know, really working and digging into some of those things and wanting to change instead of just saying like, okay, I'm going to stop just complaining about this. And instead I'm going to look into this, even though it hurts or it causes me pain, or it might cause some hard decisions to be made. And I, I'm not sure that that do you think that's going away or do you think that this is just a a space now that people are stepping into more
1: I hope it's not go. I hope it's not I hope that this is a real awakening to use your word in the realm of you know getting support and, and and for our lives right as I have a therapist i have you know supervisors i have a, a friends i have people who are supporting me in my life right fellow therapists and, and you know we we need each other you know connection is where it's at and so to use um uh be with a therapist even in you know, what i like to say to my clients as, as i was hearing you talking the hard stuff yeah it's there's some hard stuff but But therapists and coaches can also remind us that there is gentleness too in in all of us. There's both things. And so to be able to find your soothing things, um, healthy, soothing things, Mm -hmm. as well as, you know, as well as diving into the hard stuff. So like do your 20 minutes of journaling for your deep dive, you know, and then and then maybe do some reflection in the afternoon for your deep dive changing, but also, you know, be sure you have your delicious tea and, yeah. and be sure that you go for that walk in nature and and be with the trees and be, you know, with your friends and you know, really yeah. loving yourself and the whole thing because this isn't for now, right? This is the rest of your life. You're learning how to deal with the hard things.
0: Yeah, learning how to deal with the hard things. At the same time, you're kind of unlearning some other things,
1: right? Mm. <laughs> like, whoa, right for that. <laughs> That's, right. That's right. That's exactly right. While well, you're unlearning, and and I, listen, I am currently working with a nutritionist myself, and I'm unlearning some things and boy i i said to her the other day i'm like my poor clients like i forgot like as i you know as i've already made some changes i'm kind of in my life oh boy i'm changing some patterns here and it's fantastic and it's also not easy so you know gentleness gentleness um, yeah.
0: Well, and two, like, I, you know, I say that all the time. I'm like, oh, and the hard stuff and it's hard, but the reality of it is it was, it, it, it was so much harder to be in the space where I was avoiding it or not looking at what was really problematic for me than it was to actually go in, you know, yes, going in is harder, it hurts, but it's like, such a better space for me than it was that, you know, all the avoidance or all the shame or all whatever else I had not actually looking at what I needed to look at for healing or for just different scenarios. And I think like too, you know, what you're saying to about changing patterns and just, you know, digging into things a lot of times, like, you know, we've have this self-awareness, but it's exactly what you're saying, having a coach or a therapist or somebody who can just Helps hold that space for you and help guide you and help also give you tools and recommendations and tricks and tips for you to make it gentler for yourself because it doesn't have to be, you know, it should not be this terrible space where you are constantly re-traumatized because you're trying to heal from something either.
1: That's right. And, you know, I, just to add to that, like, um, yes, there are self-help books out there, you know, things you can read, what have you? There's the people in the the thing of the therapy, <laughs> the, that world. We've done a whole bunch of studying on on ways to help support, right? Um, lots and lots of techniques, um, and um, and years of training to to you know. It's the same as when you go to a doctor you wouldn't necessarily try to heal that thing on your own Um, you know it's good to get that support and 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 you know nobody knows when you have a bellyache only you do right and so nobody really knows you know the the feelings that are going on inside of you unless you're unless you're really talking about it but of course you're not going to talk about it so much at work because then you know people will start talking to you about talking about yourself too much at work so you know finding a person to really um, you know do deep dives with his soul. I just think it's so, so important. I think
0: so too. No. And that's honestly one of the, (laughs) I've gotten a little less cranky at people about it, but that was one of the things I used to get really cranky at people about. I got so tired of like everybody telling me how much they loved Brene Brown. I love her too. So it's I didn't get tired of them telling me they loved her, but I got tired of them being like, well, oh, I read Brene Brown's book. It's like great, but then what did you do about it? <laughs> like, you know, yeah. it's like it's I, like this awareness, or they're like, oh, I've read this, I've read that, or I do this. And I'm like, I hear the words that you are saying, but I yeah. failed to see the actions you are taking that, you know, and I did exactly like that. that.
1: Like clients will watch or or listen or or read. And then they bring it to therapy and we talk about it, we process it. And how can we make her words, other, you know, lots of people's words, part of your journey, if they, if they're really resonating with you, like, how can I help you to adapt those? So that's absolutely what we talk about a lot. Yeah. And not to say you
0: can't glean, I'm not saying you can't read things and then get wonderful. I myself read things and get moved through a lot and journal and reflect But it's more just the idea that reading something or yes, thinking somebody's great or agreeing with what they have to say, that, that isn't what heals you. That brings you the awareness and maybe can point out some things or some areas for you. Like, I love that more people are digging into some of these things because of the work and because of all of these things that people are talking about more, you know, all the different books on boundaries. These are wonderful sources for healing as you're talking about, but for me too, like I, I really I get a little like cagey when it's just all about like self awareness because it's like, mm, is it though? Other <laughs> levels of awareness, right?
1: Deeper <laughs> parts. Like when we have the awareness, then we need to do something with it. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, Okay. So I know that I've taken a lot of your time here, but I'm just so curious about if there are other things that you, you know, think that people should be aware of, or if there are things that you've noticed in the last few years, or just even about your own practice that you want to share with
1: us today. Mm -hmm. Right. I would say that, um, again, probably getting back to that word connection, Mm -hmm. you know, ultimately taking a look at, you know, how often am i connecting with myself Mm -hmm. with spirit Mm -hmm. with nature with my spouse with my kids really taking a look at that and then noticing where could i use some help in doing that. Because so often when we get into our habits, right, we form our own patterns and sometimes those patterns help us to disconnect. We might be super connected at work, but we're disconnected in so many other parts of our life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, really taking account of those things because it is that connection that's gonna keep you going. It's that connection to self to spirit, to spouse, loved one, to children, to nature, that really, mm, that's where the healing is, right?
0: I love that. I mean, obviously connection is huge for me and I really appreciate how you also just, you didn't go right to other people when you said connection, you said self, spirit, nature, And the reason I want to bring that up is even on something you touched on earlier when you said that people who maybe were at home then, some of them liked that. And and that's something where, you know, I think there's sometimes shame or guilt for people when they do want to just kind of draw inward or be by themselves or when they're maybe more introverted or they feel like they don't need people as much. Mm -hmm. It's like really connection is about the ways that you're deepening yourself, right? And you're deepening that connection to so many things. So maybe for you, it isn't that connection is you have 50 people that you're always talking to, right? Maybe it's only a few, but maybe there's other deeper connections in other ways, or maybe that you have fewer connections than somebody else, but it might be that those are the ones that feed you, and that's how that looks to you. And somebody else might have you know, a multitude of connections, but that's what feeds them. And so I like the idea of really people finding the different paths of connection for them, as opposed to feeling like it has to look like one specific thing.
1: For sure. And, and you know, we spoke about the word awareness a few seconds ago, the the connection to self, you know, I look, I'm human. <laughs> I am Human. And so I notice when I'm this word doom scrolling, I know when I'm getting into the pattern of of looking through social media, which I'm not connecting to myself then, and I'm not even connecting with others. Even if I comment, it's not a connection, so to speak. Um, I'm I'm seeing what people are doing in their lives, but I'm not connecting. Yeah. And 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 so really noticing I'm also not taking time to connect with myself during that time. I might be egoically wondering if someone's, you know, looking at my video that I post or whatever, but then I have to really take account for well, what's going on there, Jen, right? And then if I'm watching, you know, old reruns of Grey's Anatomy, you know, at night, I'm not connecting with myself. I'm not taking the time to to get curious about what's more I'm not reading you know Brene the Atlas of the Heart or, or I'm not reading I all these books that are right here right you know
0: I feel like I need to let everyone know I have every book Brene Brown has ever written she, <laughs> I've watched all these specials I love her okay I want to be her best friend but we're both like introverted and I keep telling myself that's why it's not happening that's
1: okay. why you gotta start playing pickleball so yeah Thank so it's, you. It's, so the idea, right, of of connection to self, that's also, you know, i that's where it starts. And, and that's where the connection to others goes from. So um, anyway, yeah. Well,
0: and it's so interesting, too. I've really thought a lot about this, too, because, you know, over the last few years, after I did so much of my deep healing work, I actually wanted to spend more time alone. Mm-hmm. And it's because... Prior to that, I liked being alone, but then I would have like racing thoughts, rumination, or I would be in a different space. And so a lot of times, you know, when I'd be out and social and what have you, it was more of a distraction. So now I I actually like being alone more. I'm like enjoying my company and my time. And so that connection to myself is on a different level than I've ever had before. And so I have to sometimes then be like, okay, yeah, no, Cassandra, you haven't spent time with anyone else in a while. You got to go do that too. But it's like, I'm just over here, like really loving myself and being awesome. So
1: <laughs> I love that for you so much. Oh, how it feels nice good enough. for
0: once, Jen, it feels yeah. good. I'm just so at peace. I'm like, God, I'm having a good time. Oh, wait, mm-hmm. I'm alone by myself. That's cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can could, I could feel my inner sparkle, even like walking around my house. Yeah, yeah, oh, for sure. And, and then that
0: has allowed me to just really have different connections with other people. Because I do then I'm giving back to myself and it's also helped me understand then now when I do feel depleted or more burnt out, really looking, oh, okay. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have enough of that space for yourself now, understanding even how that is so important, that connection for me and the nature and things. And so I, I love that you, you not only make that such a part for your clients, but like uh, it's so evident in just being your friend and seeing what you do on you know the outings that you do or the things that you do to go connect with yourself and to connect with nature and friends and spirit and everything you're saying. So I love that you are so embodied in that for your clients and for everyone else
1: too. Thank you for noticing that and and um, thank you and uh, and I just love that you get it. You get it. And that's so great. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm
0: just so appreciative of your time. Thank you for being here with me today. I know we're going to keep having many wonderful conversations, but um, where can my listeners, where can they find you and learn more about you?
1: Yeah. So even though we just talked about doomscrolling and social media, of course, you can find <laughs> me on social media. Um, I am a Jen Fieldman Licensed Therapist is my business page on Facebook. Um, I also have a YouTube page, Jen Fieldman Licensed Therapist. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Jen Fieldman, um, and a Jenfieldman.com, www. Jen, Jen has two N's, J-E-N-N, Fieldman. Uh, .com is my website if you want to connect with me. I'm licensed in three states and I also do some coaching work so um I would be delighted to to hear from anybody.
0: All well, with everything you have going on, I know you'll have continued expansion and you have some different services that are just going to be growing and everything yeah. too. So I'll link all of your info in the show notes so people can go ahead and connect with you. And yeah. thank you again Jen. It's just been such a wonderful conversation and a, I am so appreciative that you're willing to just kind of give everybody some insight as to how we can keep learning and ever healing. Thank you.
1: you. Oh, thank you. That's beautiful. I know. I'm like, (laughs) I feel like I'm going to cry. Okay. Thanks, Jen. So good to see you. All right. Thanks
0: everyone. Bye-bye. Here are my takeaways from today's episode. Number one. It may take time to find a great fit in a therapist, but trial and error can lead to a very comforting and connected relationship with the right person. Number two, having therapy meetings online can provide a bit of a learning curve to get used to, but it can be an amazing option so you're in a safe space while showing up very vulnerably. Number three, the pandemic has been a great opportunity for us to take a step back and analyze how we feel in relationships or areas of our lives. With perspective, We can become more aware of what we want in our future and make decisions in order to create a life that we love. Number four, through therapy, you really add so many tools to your tool belt to encourage lifelong healing. Finding your person to deep dive with is one of the best gifts you can give yourself in life and relationships. Number five, connection doesn't mean that you have an overflow of acquaintances. It's about being aware of what you're connecting with and what the quality of your connection is. Thanks again for being here. I'm so excited that you're listening. If you have a moment, I'd love to hear your feedback and thoughts. Please go ahead and head over to the Apple Podcasts platform or anywhere you listen and leave a review. Thanks so much.